open your Bibles and let's um, let's all stand, please, and open our Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter eight. Praise the Lord uh, for the songs, special numbers. Um, it really um, does prepare the hearts of men to come to worship the Lord. In um, our text this evening is about this great man, um, a Roman soldier, a man of faith in um, Matthew chapter 8. I'll start reading from verse number 5 until verse number 13. So we'll read this responsibly. Uh, I will read verse number 5. Uh, you respond verse number 6. Then uh, responsive reading until we reach verse number 13. Beginning from verse number 5, the book of Matthew, chapter 8. The Bible says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do, um, do this, and he doeth it. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Together verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee, done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Our Father in heaven, bless Lord our service tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for, uh, Lord, um, showing us this um, great power of yours and to uh, help people in need, uh, people in desperate need of help. And you came along, Lord, to help these people. And Lord, um, you have done this 2,000 years ago, and you uh, keep on doing this, Lord, even until this moment. And we believe, Lord, that you can still um, heal, you can still um, help, and you can still answer our prayers. And Lord, tonight, um, there may be a lot of prayers being said, a lot of petitions, Lord, being delivered. I pray, O oh God, that you will just attend to this um, um, request. And Lord, um, it will give um, um, joy and the rejoicing of the hearts of your people when you show yourself, Lord, and your favor upon us. And Lord, I pray that you will do that uh, even unto us tonight. Um, whatever prayers, Lord, that will be made by your people tonight, I pray uh, that you will heal and you will answer, Lord, and you will help. And thank you, Father, that um, you are our, our, our loving God and you are our loving uh, Savior. And Lord, um, just continue, oh God, to uh, use your people and help me also tonight. Help your people to understand clearly and understand the principle uh, so that they may be able to apply these principles uh, in their daily walk with you and bless these people of God. And even those people who are not here tonight, I pray that your hands of protection will always be upon them, O God, and um, protect them. And Lord, um, help our people, O God, to understand the importance of service, that they also, Lord, um, will come and uh, spare some moments of their time in the week um, to listen to your word and to be recharged spiritually and, and to be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. And I pray, O oh God, that uh, all of us will uh, turn out to be victorious in our Christian walk because we are with you. And Lord, um, bless us tonight and give us victory once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. The centurion with a great faith in the Lord Jesus. And it's very unusual because this centurion, as you know him, he's a Roman soldier. 
and he's a Roman citizen and he's a Gentile. He's not part of you know the uh, uh, the the seed of Abraham. He's not part of uh, the people of God as um, as uh, we we count the the children of Israel to be the children of God. But this centurion was um, a Roman soldier. Centurion because uh, his position he he has 100 soldiers under him. So he's a commander of 100 soldiers. Also, we find this um, um, relative story or, or uh, you know, similar story or by another writer by the, uh, by the name of Luke. Luke uh, wrote this in chapter 7 of the book of Luke, verse number 2. And it says here, start maybe from verse number 1. And now when he had ended all his sayings, in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum, and he and a centurion, and a certain centurion's servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. So um, here again, this centurion, this was a man of authority. This was a man who has um, power. He has a power. He has um, uh, he can tell people what to do. You know, this is exactly you know um, we we like his position because. Uh, literally, this this man is a powerful man. Um, he's in belonging to the Roman army, and he has 100 people under him, under his um, command. And he had evidently, um, by the look of the story, I believe this encounter that he had with the Lord Jesus was not a first-time encounter. He must have learned, or he must have known the Lord Jesus, and in many occasions, maybe in the past, probably. He had seen him, you know, perform miracles, and and maybe um, he he had known the Lord Jesus Christ and observed his his you know uh, preaching or sermons, listened to him um, for many occasions. So he knows the Lord Jesus Christ, and probably he believed, as we can see here, uh, it's very clear that this person believed in the Lord Jesus, but he is not you know part of the jury or. Uh, pa- part of uh, the Jewish people. So uh, just in his heart, he believes in the Lord, but outwardly he's a Roman soldier. So here, once again, um, this man uh, being being a ranking official of um, the Roman army, um, he has a reputation probably, and he must be very careful about his reputation not to join the uh, this kind of uh, people's religion because uh, they are they are against that probably as just like what we have right now in our government uh, our governments or the governments in the world do not have really um, a religion that they embrace as a as as a government so they are they they kind of uh, wanting to place their spiritual life neutral and away from the public life but. Again, this person may be um, doing the same thing, but in his heart, I believe he he um, trusts that the Lord Jesus Christ is the uh, is the Lord, and the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So this centurion, um, the good thing also with this man, he's a, he has a very soft heart. He has a servant, and it's not not many co- uh, many people like this, and it's not common also that. Um, the 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 owner of servants would love their servants, and this man loved his servant. Um, he has a friend who served for him, and uh, this this servant is dying. But this Roman soldier, this centurion, loved him very much, and this servant was very ill. He's very very sick, and in fact. Luke, Luke tells us of the condition of this man that was ready to die. So this man, the servants, um, I mean the, the servant is dying and perhaps probably by this time if it's, if it's not by the power of the Lord Jesus, uh, by the moment that this man talked to the Lord Jesus Christ, that person might have died. But again, this man had a need not for his own, but for his servant. He loved his servant, and whatever happens to his servant, um, you know, would be um, a great 
devastation to this man and that's how he loved his servant and very special to him probably maybe this this servant is very loyal probably you know when you are loyal um your your boss will really love you beyond you know the relationship of um employer and employee if you are loyal to the person or loyal to the family um these people will give their heart to you and will just help you and will not count the hours how many hours they have done this because uh, they will do that out of love so i think this servant is you know um just doing good things for his master and not counting the hours and he will just help and that's why maybe he's sick now because he does not sleep so much and he will just attend to the need of his master and now he's not feeling well and in fact he's about to die so because of that the, the this centurion loved this servant so much that even though it's against their protocol um to be you know uh, um going to a religious uh, person's help or 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 listen to some um you know uh, religious uh, religious people's sermon and all that um to 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 hear god or to to gain help from the lord so uh, but this man no it doesn't matter to him anymore what is important to him is the healing of his servant the most important thing that want uh, that he wants to happen is for his servants to leave i mean servant to live he wants his servant to survive in this um you know trials in his life and it would be uh, to him a, a very very great loss that he he could not afford to lose um, if this person this servant would die but again there's so much so many things about this um, centurion tonight that um, we can uh, look at this maybe several aspect of this person's life as we consider this centurion tonight first we will see maybe from verse number five to start with and we will see the request the request you know when you when you have problems and then uh, you know the person that can help you will approach the person and and you will just bring your request and i will tell you um with all sincerity you want and uh, you want a yes answer you want a yes answer this man a centurion is a like a general or like um uh, or a colonel or whatever it is in equivalent to our military rank but he was a person of authority a high-ranking official and now he comes to this spiritual leader to ask for help in verse number five and when jesus was entered into capernaum uh, there came a, or there came unto him a centurion beseeching now this is another level because the word beseech is begging and begging probably um kneeling down bowing his head and this is a master that is now submitting himself to another master this is the master of the roman soldier now bowing down to a different kind of master a spiritual master and it's not really common scene um, that we can see around that this kind of uh, things would happen but this happens to this man and he does not care uh, whether the, the Lord some people you know don't like him some people hated him some people you know uh, mocked him and some people respected him too but this soldier this this high-ranking official beseeching you know um, I'm begging as if you know um, asking for something that um, never uh, maybe easily uh, observe uh, in those times and even in our times today in verse number six it says and saying lord my servant lies at home sick of the palsy grievously tormented and then there's another word that's really troubling he called the lord jesus lord verse number five and verse number six really shows that this man is indeed in need he is in need 
There's no doubt about the gravity of this need. There's no about. There's no doubt about the um, the dis, dis, desperation probably of this man. And here, um, but the good thing with this situation, this general, this or captain knows who to call. He knows, you know, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and he believes that the Lord Jesus Christ could help him. Otherwise, he would not do what he did to bow down and to, to beseech or to beg and, and calling this person Lord. He would not do that if he has maybe an, uh, doubts in his mind. So without doubt in his mind, he knows that the Lord Jesus is the one that could help him. He knows that the Lord Jesus is the one that can help his servant. It's not even his problem. This is the problem of someone else. He is bringing the problem of someone else. I will tell you, this is also will like give us an idea that it is, it is really good if you know of someone who is in need and you are the one begging heaven, begging the Lord, Lord, please help my, my uh, brothers or my friend so-and-so uh, of his need. Lord, please um, attend, to his, attend to his problem. Please, Lord, uh, um, heal the sick of my friend. Please, Lord, touch the ailment of, of my, my relative. All those kind of things. This will tell us that th what this man is doing really is something that we can do. And whatever, um, um, whatever success spiritually that this man had can be our success too. Remember, he was just pleading for someone else. Now, if you come to the Lord pleading for someone else, that would be a great blessing to the Lord. The Lord would easily answer your prayer because you pray it for someone else. That is why we are told in the church and many other preachings and um, verses in the Bible to pray for one another. Because that is really what God wants us to do. To be, to be you know, to care one another, to love one another. Because God wants us to be displayed in this world, to be different people, different kind of people. Uh, a people that believe in God, a people that love God, and a people who are disciples of the Lord Jesus. Because the Bible says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. So if we demonstrate that um, love of one another, then we are indeed the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, as he said. You see, the request, the request of this man is a, an amazing, amazing request because that's not his problem. That is the problem of his servant. Why not the family of this servant came to the Lord Jesus to ask this request? And why not the, the, husband, the wife, probably, if he has any? Or why not the mother? Or why not the brother or sister or the father of this servant why the boss why the master had to be the one to bring that case to the lord jesus we do not know the story but this is what we know uh, i believe they have exha exhausted all their efforts and their energy and their substance and their resources um, in order for this man to get well but there's no physician that could heal and there's no other way uh, that this man's life would be extended but they would have to ask the Lord for a miracle. What they are seeking this moment, what they are asking for this moment is a miracle. Without a miracle, then this servant, they had to face the reality that this servant would have to go. But praise the Lord, they came to the right person and the Lord Jesus Christ also was willing to help. And that is why we see this is a really a great request here. This is an, a very noble request because this is a request for someone else. And I'm not saying that if you have your own problem, you cannot come to the Lord because um, only someone else's problem that you can bring to the Lord. No, you can bring your own problem. You can bring uh, someone or some other people's problem. You can bring any uh, pleading to the Lord and ask the Lord. And again, I do not know about your situation now. There may be some in your uh, family or your loved one who is now ill or probably uh, some of your uh, 
family members or yourself have problems with finances or uh, the, your businesses are not doing well or, or you, have, you face a domestic crisis or I do not know, spiritual need or financial need, I do not know. But whatever is the need, whatever is the need, you can come to the Lord Jesus Christ because He is willing to help. You see, the Roman soldiers here knows who to ask to. He knows where to go. And he brought his need to the man who can help him, uh, his need, the Lord Jesus Christ. And praise the Lord that so many people, they waited and waited until all the resources are finished and gone before they come to the Lord. They, they, want, they want to go to physicians, they want to go to the, all these, you know, known um, remedy of, of sin and, or, or, or problems or a remedy of, um, you know, uh, um, healings uh, from, from any other places but the Lord. They put the Lord last, just like the woman in also another story, uh, that no physician could heal her, you know, her issue of blood until she came to the Lord Jesus Christ. And she got healed. They, people waited and waited. And they wait until they finish all the resources before they come to the Lord for help. You see, again, um, this, this man um, is a noble uh, person. Uh, I really like this kind of person uh, who, you know, intervened for someone else. For the betterment of other people. He is not selfish. He is not really, you know, um, uh, he is not uh, just saving his own. But he is there to help uh, even his own servant. Another thing that we can find in this centurion is not just the request, but also we can find the answer. The answer that happened, uh, you know, he experienced. I believe his heart jumped up and down when the Lord Jesus said, oh, I will come and heal him. And, 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 and he said, no, Lord, you don't, have, you, you don't really have to come. You don't really have to come. You can just say the word and I know that my, my servant would, would be well. Wow, this is another level of faith. But you know, the answer is really exciting. The answer of the Lord to this um, servant. Verse number seven. Verse number seven. The Bible says, and Jesus Say that to him, I will come and heal him. Immediately. There's no like, you know, a refusal or there's no condition to, to his answer. And, and there's, there's no other like consideration. But the Lord is able. But not just that the Lord is able, the Lord is willing. The Lord is willing. Without hesitation, he said, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And you see, my friend. Why I'm bringing this point is because for us to understand that the truth of the matter is um, this is the kind of attitude the Lord Jesus Christ has on each one of us coming to Him with a need. Whenever we come to the Lord in our need, how the Lord responded to this noble person, I mean this centurion, how the Lord responded to this centurion is also his response to each one of us who come to him in our need. When, when this man asked the Lord, please heal my servant, the Lord Jesus Christ straight away said, yes, I will go and heal him. But here, my friend, we need to understand that um, whenever we come to the Lord with our certain needs, when we come to the Lord in our, in our needs, we must have this confidence that the Lord would answer yes to us. Without hesitation, the Lord would want to do what you want. What is that that you want? What do you want in your life? What do you want to accomplish here and now for the future? What, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for, you know, for your future? The Lord wants you know, to... To talk to you about it, maybe you just need to to speak to the Lord. Maybe you just need to uh, to call upon heaven to 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 hear your cause, to hear your 
situation and to hear your heart's desire bring it you know before the lord and be, but do not be selfish you, you know you know the characteristics of a person that god really hears this is one thing um this person we can see really how the lord answer all these many people uh, but most of the time i notice that these people that the lord you know answered with straightforward answer and, and positive answer these people are most of, most of them I, I can see they are humble they are very down to earth they are very you know uh, very low low profile they they are not bragging but um, most people also they are really in their intense intense need they are desperate most of them that the Lord Jesus Christ answered without hesitation and you see the answer of the Lord Jesus Christ is very uh, great here that um, we can see that when, when we come to the Lord also in our great need, the Lord will give us the answer. Whatever is your, what, whatever is your need, I do not know what is your need. I do not know what, what really uh, bothers you, what really is in your heart. Uh, each one of us has desire. Each one of us has, you know, aspirations. We want to be some something. We want to gain, gain uh, get something. We, you know, five years from now, ten years from now, if the Lord would allow us. So we have that aspiration. But you have to bring it unto the Lord and ask the Lord to bless you. Ask the Lord to uh, fulfill your desire. Whatever is your desire, what whatever is your need, and what is your need tonight? Because we have that in the scripture, um, God's will are already like laid down there, and we know His will. Like say, if you want salvation, if you want salvation, then we have the promise of um, John chapter ten, verse number nine, that talks about you know an invitation from the Lord Jesus. It's not impossible for your loved ones to be saved. It's not impossible for people in your household to be saved because God is inviting each one of us. I am the door, he said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So that is our Lord. That is he. He is the one that invites us so that people will be saved. So those people that you may be praying to be saved, it is not impossible. And in fact, God's heart is toward them because he wants them to be saved too. You see, and how we wish that all people, um, all people that we know uh, would come uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. If you ask that from the Lord, for sure the Lord uh, would love that. Another thing in Mark chapter 1, verse number 40. Because we have so uh, varied needs. Maybe some, not just needing some salvation, but also maybe cleansing. You have some spiritual problem that you need cleansing? Um, are you like yeah, um, uh, being um, spiritually um, unclean or you feel like dirty spiritually or, or whatever it is, then you can come to the Lord for cleansing. Just like that leper that asked the Lord, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He just asked the Lord in verse number 40. He said, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And you know what's the answer of the Lord Jesus? Verse number 41. See how the Lord Jesus answered this uh, request. And Jesus moved with compassion. You see, the Lord is full of compassion, very, very soft. The heart of the Lord is so soft. He is not hardened. The Lord, you know, the Lord Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. Wow. That was the one of the greatest gifts this person received from the Lord the cleansing of his leprosy. Remember, leprosy in those times, there's no medicine. And I do not know until today. I think leprosy until today does not have maybe you can control it, but it can, it can never be eradicated. It can now? That's good. That's good. 
Yeah, but in those times, there's no um, medicine. There's no medicine for leprosy. And again, when the Lord Jesus Christ, out of his compassion, out of his love toward this person, this, this person will just die and, you know, his body will just rot. His, his flesh will just be eaten up. You know, we have fingers. Many of the uh, leprous person, the, the, this disease, you know, the, this virus or whatever it is, bacteria will eat this, you know, extremities. Your extremities will just fall off little by little. The nose, the ears, and fingers, and toes. It is a very sad, um, um, you know, thing if the person um, is contracted with leprosy in those times. You see, and again, the Lord, uh, the Lord looking at this person, and the person honestly requested this request. He does not even know if the Lord will really, you know, care about him. He feels in himself, you know, a leprous person is very down to the earth. They have nothing in their lives because they are just waiting until the day of their death. They are they are put in the uh, away from the city, away from people, because um, they are unclean. And these people are very sad, very sad. And he tried, you know, he tried to ask the Lord and he said, "Lord, if Thou wilt." That is very low, and that is very humble request, if thou wilt. You can see um, the Lord is so, um, you know, is, the Lord is very, very soft. He can, he can be touched by this kind of humility. Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. You see, my friend, just as this man receiving the cleansing of his leprosy, as this man received this blessing of cleansing, this is the same thing that God can give to you and me. When we come to him for special requests, the Lord can cleanse us, the Lord can help us in our uncleanness. In 1 John chapter 1, verse number 7, very common verse it says but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin so that is the promise of the lord if we come to him if we if we just you know uh, put our faith in him and trust him he will give us cleansing do you have problems tonight come to the lord and bring it to the Lord with the humility of heart. When you come to the Lord with the humility of heart, the Lord will answer. So all our examples here, all the people uh, that have um, that receive blessing from the Lord, all these people are very humble. The centurion was very humble. You know, he beseeched and he he bowed. And this man is also very humble. And the other example we had was also very humble. If you need that. Blessing from the Lord, come to the Lord in humility. But also if you need guidance, then the Lord is ready to give you guidance. Psalm 32 verse number 8. The Lord will give you guidance in your life. And, and, and the Lord promised that, you know, um, one of many assurances in Scripture, um, that the Lord our God will guide us. And, and, and will, and you know, uh, if, if we will put our trust in Him, just put our, your trust in the Lord. Verse number 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. God wants to guide you personally. The Lord wants, you know, to make sure that you will be stepping in the right path. He wants to guide you, but, you know, ask the Lord for guidance. Because he already promised uh, that he will guide you. Another thing that God, uh, you know, uh, is able to do here is if we need deliverance, then we can have deliverance because the Lord 
um, promised that already. You want you want some fruitfulness in your life? You are you feel like pastor? I feel like I'm barren. I feel like I do not have fruit in my life, pastor. I do not I do not know why um, I want to serve the Lord, but it seems like there's nothing really that I have accomplished for God. I will tell you, my friend, that kind of feeling sometimes is you know uh, uh, haunting us. Uh, it's haunting us why uh, we have not really uh, grown or or we have not really um, um, you know uh, we do not bear fruit in our Christian life but the Lord also promised if you ask it from the Lord the Lord will give you fruitfulness because that's what he said if that is your re request then come to the Lord and and the Lord will make you fruitful John 7 verse 37 John chapter 7, verse 37, the Bible says, In the last day, uh, that great day of the feast, uh, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. You see, if, if any person that wants to be fruitful in their Christian life, the Lord would help you because out of your own life, out of your own life will flow that uh, rivers of living water and that you will be a blessing to many people around you. You can be, you know, uh, you can be um, uh, a blessing to every person um, that you come across with in this life. And that is fruitfulness. And that is what God wants you to have. You, you lack illumination, you lack, um, you know, um, guidance, you lack um, uh, victory in your life, then come to the Lord. Come to Him. And He will give you victory if you ask for it. Ask for it. It will not come without asking. You have not because you ask not. Ask the Lord. John 16 verse 33 is our example here. Trust in Him. Then see the victory in your life. These things have, I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You see, whatever, whatever our need may be, whatever our need may be, I tell you, the Lord waits for us. He waits and waits and we allow the Lord to wait. He waits and waits and waits for us and the Lord is willing now to give His answer to you and say, I will. But you have not asked. You have not come to the Lord and, and, and asked His um, mighty power uh, to be performed, to, to be done in your life. So we see here in this story of um, this centurion, his request. And we see the answer from the Lord. Another thing that we can see here, go back to Matthew chapter 8, in this time, verse number 8, and we see also the faith. The faith. Notice verse number 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my foot, under my roof. And, but speak the, the word only. <clears throat> And speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And he told the story about who he, who he was. He said in verse number 9, um, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. And again, in verse number 8 and verse number 9, um, First, what we can see in these verses is really that the man's admission of his unworthiness. He feels unworthy. You know, this is, this is a big shot. This is a man of authority. This is a leader, I mean, um, a person who, uh, who runs the, um, you know, uh, maybe the entire district of um, the camp, military camp. This is a man who, uh, who is the commander in a region. But despite of his high position, this man was very humble and he feels like 
not really feeling, but he admits it to his own, you know, um, um, to himself. He admits it that he is unworthy. If you go back to Luke chapter 7, you will see how this man was really saying um, these humble words to the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse number 6, Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore neither, um, uh, wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. You see, two things. He, he feels that he is not worthy for the Lord Jesus Christ to come, and he is not also worthy to come and approach. He is not, he is not worthy to come and approach, and he is not worthy for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. I hope that that is our feeling. You know, sometimes um, we we just we don't care about the Lord, how how uh, um, lofty and how high the Lord Jesus Christ is, and we just easily you know we don't we don't really care we don't respect you don't respect god in your prayer you may not respect the lord jesus christ in your the use of your time you may not respect the lord jesus christ the use of your body you may not respect the lord jesus christ in in anything you do not respect the lord jesus but this man notice this man he feels so unworthy and for the lord jesus christ to come I will tell you how maybe he, he will go in panic what he's going to do to serve the, the visiting master. When the Lord Jesus Christ, perhaps if the Lord Jesus Christ would come to his house, this man will not stand there and maybe use all his power to serve the Lord Jesus. Maybe call his servants or, or some of his soldiers, you go buy some meat, you go buy some um, yeah, some um, groceries, and 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 you go to the kitchen, and you you know um, um, this man cannot cannot be you know uh, he must make that visiting um, dignitary to be you know attended attended to properly. Why? Because he is, he feels unworthy. He's not worthy to be visited upon. He's not worthy to, to even to come before His presence. He feels so unworthy. When we come to the Lord, we don't care. We come to church, we don't even wear the, the best clothes that we, we wear. Because we don't care. We don't make the Lord Jesus Christ when we come to Him, you know, when, when we come in meeting, the Lord is here. Yeah. Yeah. He is in the midst of us. That is why this is the most solemn, you know, place. Because the Holy of Holies is here. Yeah. The Creator of the universe is here. And you know, the, the children of God, they don't care. This is supposed to be our attitude. We should be of utmost, you know, um, you know, uh, of our um, the best of our attitude when we come, and we must do everything that we can to 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 make this person in the midst of us, you know, um, given the um, the utmost um, reverence because he deserves it. This man is really, this man is the true um, um, believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. This man understands the Lord Jesus Christ more than any other Christian. We, we feel, you know, we Christians, we've been saved for a long time. We feel like we are, we are entitled that we will come and speak to the Lord Jesus Christ if we want to. We will approach the, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ if we feel like we, we, we have to. And we can put aside the Lord Jesus Christ in our life if we want to because 
We are we are we we are so entitled. We are not ashamed of ourselves that we are not worthy even to come before him. The Lord Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if all of us here will implode, he is still king. If all of us will die, you know, in one moment, the Lord is still Lord. We are nothing. And we feel like we are we are so entitled that we can do what we want to do. In the name of religion. This man this man shames us. This man really is putting us into shame. Because we do not have a bit of this kind of attitude towards the Lord. We are so embarrassing. How the way we treat the Lord, we it's embarrassing. Lord, trouble not thyself. For I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. It's not supposed to be us. Lord, I am not worthy to come to church today. But only by your grace, Lord, that I arrive here safe and sound. Only by your grace, Lord, that I can come and worship you. Only by your grace, O God, that I can worship you. But we don't care. This is the right way to come before the Lord. This is supposed to be the attitude of every saved believer. Every saved Christian must come to the church with all this, you know, um, um, gravity. Lord, I cannot imagine that I'm here today. Lord, I cannot imagine that I can worship you today. That is supposed to be the attitude. We have to understand and we have to learn the right attitude in our service. Because the Lord can replace any of us at any time. The Lord can put someone sitting your seat if he wants to. The Lord can place someone to stand here to speak if he wants to. This man, he was fully aware that he had no merit of his own. Me, I know I have no merit of my own why I should be standing here. Each one of us, you have no right of your own to be here. We are all here only by the grace of God. In Luke chapter 5, verse number 7 and verse number 8. In verse number 7 it says, And they began unto their partners which were in the other ship, and they should come and help, um, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You know the story here. These disciples, you know, went back fishing. The Lord said, I will make you fishers of men. But when the Lord Jesus Christ died and everything is quiet and now it's boring and uh, uh, same old, same old, coming to church is same old, same old, there's no life, it's so dry, there's nothing. Then one day, one, one day Peter decided, I go fishing. He went back to his old life. 
I go fishing. And that's the problem. The problem with that is the disciples that heard, said, oh, really? We also go with thee. So all of them left the ministry of the Lord. All of them left. They went to the sea and catching fish instead of catching men. And there, the Lord from the, from, from the shore yelled, Children, have ye any meat? And they all answered, No, nada, nothing. But they did not know who was that asking. They did not know who's that asking. And from the distance, the Lord Jesus said, Cast your net to the sides. Cast your nets to the sides. The Lord said, Cast your nets to the side. And other story, maybe this is not a story, but uh, similar to this, the Lord instructed to cast their nets, plural, nets. And someone said, Oh, we have toiled all the nights and caught nothing. But at thy word, you know, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt. They cast a net, just one net. And you know the result of that is that net nearly caught nothing, although it's full of fish, nearly caught nothing because the, the net break. It's broken. Could not contain. One net was not enough to contain the fishes. And come to this point now where Peter um, Peter now is um, realizing these things that Luke, when he saw the fish that this cannot be done like this because said they are all fishers they know the, the, the science of fishing they know how to catch and they know where the fish are and they know when the fish is full and when they know when the fish is hungry they, they know the, the science of fishing but this is extraordinary this cannot be like this so Peter recognized that oops that man is not just anybody that man is the Lord so there um, the Lord now is with Simon Peter and when Simon Peter saw it, he saw the fish, he saw the Lord, he saw, oh, he remembers, you know, that this is not good. <laughs> we are not supposed to be here. And this man, he said, fell down at Jesus' knees, just like saying, sorry, oh Lord, please forgive me, forgive me, Lord, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in the, in the streets and um, catching men, not fish. But Lord, for, forgive me. And he kneeled down and probably asking sorry and sorry, Lord, sorry, sorry. Uh, give me another chance, Lord. Uh, uh, sorry. Fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O, o God, O Lord. Depart from me. You see, until we recognize our own um, you know, our own, whatever it is, um, unworthiness. This man, Peter, recognized the Lord's um, power and, and his might and, and his um, person. And he sees himself as nothing. He feels this time that he is not worthy. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy to be standing here in front of you. I'm not worthy. How many, how many of us maybe would think that when it comes to prayer in the church, we are not worthy? We are not worthy even to come before the presence of the Lord. But the Lord is so um, kind. He's very kind. Not just that this man uh, feels of his own unworthiness, but also this man 
understands great faith. And he understands, um, not really great faith, but he understands that um, the, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is the real um, God. The Lord Jesus Christ is uh, the real Savior. And, and that is why the Lord Jesus Christ um, commended this man of his reaction because it's very unusual it's very uncommon the disciples do not think like this the disciples do not think how worthy the Lord Jesus Christ is only this man, remember this man was not a disciple this man was a Gentile soldier he's not part of the ministry the Lord Jesus Christ expects this kind of attitude from those people that work in the ministry with the Lord. And yet, this man who is not part of the ministry is the one rendering the Lord the true you know, value of his Lordship. Because these people that are working for the Lord, they don't feel like the Lord Jesus Christ deserves this kind of treatment. And that is really sad. So we see that this, this man's request, and we see the Lord's answer to him. It's really, uh, this, these things are really um, the, one of the greatest um, events uh, in this story, and also the faith of this man. But we cannot really go on um, living this story without recognizing the commendation of the Lord. The Lord commended this man in Matthew chapter 8, verse number 10. The Bible says, when Jesus heard it, when Jesus heard it, he marveled. He marveled because very uncommon, very unusual. And if this attitude of a soldier, if this attitude of a man was done by the disciples, there's no surprise because they're not they're supposed to be that way. But the thing is, the disciples are very, you know, loose and they're very um, um, easy gulaki and they don't care. But this man who is not part of the worship service, this man who is not part of the ministry. Is the one that's rendering is this um, value to the Lord? That is why the Lord Jesus said here, Marvel, you're surprised of the attitude of this heathen, of, of this um, um, you know, Roman soldier. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. This is Frank. The Lord Jesus cannot find this kind of faith from among the saved. The Lord Jesus cannot find this kind of person standing before God who gave the Lord the value, the true value of who he is. The Christians do not give that. And it surprises the Lord that the one that's supposed to be giving this are the people of God, those who are saved, those who are worshiping Him. But no, but this kind of attitude was found to the person that's so far away, not even uh, belonging to Israel. Verse 11, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is really sad. Because people who are accustomed to the Lord's presence in the end cannot be where the Lord is. That's very sad. If so many people will come to our church and yet they are not truly really saved, 
and will come wake up one day and they are not found in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ the commendation the commendation and lastly here not just the request the answer the faith the commendation but also we will take a look at this miracle itself in verse number 13 verse number 13 and Jesus said unto the centurion go thy way and as thou hast believed so be it done unto thee and this servant was healed in the self same hour now the Lord Jesus said to this man go go thy way and as thou hast believed so be it done unto thee and um, he said in, in, in other verses in other pa pages of the Bible in Matthew that he said according to your faith be it unto you but again this tells us that um, the measure of our faith determines the measure of our blessing and the Lord our God will give us according to how big we ask although he can give more but he will give you <clears throat> um, according as you ask him in other words if you have little faith in him then you will have little blessing if you have um, more faith in him then you will have more blessing if you have great faith in him you will have great blessing and that is exactly what happened to this man he received great blessing because he had great faith in God we see the miracle we see the request we see the answer we see the faith we see the commendation my friends it's not too late we can still put our faith in God and do unto the Lord what is due unto him let us serve him what is due unto him let us be faithful to him let us labor for him let us do everything we can just for him because he is worthy of all our strength of all our might of all our soul of all our life let's bow our heads in prayer our father in heaven thank you lord and help us lord to rectify our wrong bless lord your people and awaken us lord to our senses that what we are doing unto you lord is so embarrassing it's embarrassing lord because we feel like we are entitled but lord forgive your people and forgive me forgive all of us help us lord to do the right thing and to honor you according to your value thank you father for this great chance tonight while uh, closing your eyes and bowing our heads let us take this opportunity to come unto the lord in whatever things that maybe you have in your heart whether it's about us and our service to the lord we can come you want the lord uh, to be honored in your life you can come you want to serve the lord better this time you can come you have request in the lord ask the lord the big thing in your life you can come if you have problems that you are facing and only the lord can help you you can come whatever is your need tonight you have loved ones that have been hardening their hearts and they do not receive the lord then you can come you want them to be saved then come seek the lord ask him
And once the Lord will answer your prayer, worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Give your all to God and honor Him because He is worthy. You have heavy uh, needs that you know only God can answer, then come. You want to serve the Lord and serve Him faithfully, then come. Thank you for your goodness. This is your prayer. Amen. <clears throat> 